Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket, where we chat with today's most inspiring and successful healthcare leaders. If you love what you heard today or love the show in general, please go to outcomesrocket.com slash reviews and leave us an Apple rating and review. This is how we know what we're doing is working in helping improve outcomes for you driving this conversation to help defeat that common enemy, which is bad outcomes and inefficiency. And so without further ado, I want to introduce our outstanding guest. His name is Bruce Brandes. He's the CEO and founder at Lucro. Lucro is a digital platform helping healthcare organizations make better purchasing decisions. He's been in healthcare for almost 30 years as part of, you know, Martin Ventures. And he's also been executive vice president and president at other health startups. He's done such an amazing job in this field. But what I want to do is open up the microphone to Bruce to round out that intro. Bruce, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Saul. Um, I really appreciate uh, this forum. Absolutely. And Bruce, why did you decide to get into the medical sector? Well, it's actually wasn't really my decision. Coming out of business school in 1989, had a great opportunity to go work for IBM. And at the time, IBM would assign you by uh, industry vertical. And IBM just so happened to assign me to the healthcare vertical. And I remember coming out of business school as IBM gave us training to better understand the industry, how it worked, and obviously an education about technology as well. As I learned about the business side of how healthcare worked, I kind of scratched my head and said, well, this is completely illogical and makes no sense at all. And then as I got deeper into it, I kind of puffed out my chest and I said, but I work for IBM. Certainly technology can fix all this. Mm. And I, I've kind of chuckled that over the, you know, the last uh, <laughs> 25 years, we've you know, shuffled the deck chairs in the Titanic, but we really haven't uh, meaningfully adopted technology the way potentially could transform an industry the way it has other industries. So really excited to have been part of healthcare through this whole journey, but particularly excited to be part of healthcare today. Bruce, it sounds like it was just luck of the draw, I guess, that you were put into this uh, segment, but yet it's stuck. And so it, you, you obviously found it to be an area where you could contribute and you have through various different companies and ventures. What would you say a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you all at Lucro focused on it? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think my hot topic is one that is not news to anyone. I think everybody's struggling with it. But the reality is the healthcare industry is currently facing unprecedented financial, operational, clinical challenges that are coming at a, at a much more accelerated rate change, whereas historically doing nothing was always a viable option for healthcare executives. I don't think doing nothing will serve you anymore. There are going to be winners and losers as this industry consolidates, whether you're a provider or a payer or a vendor serving uh, the industry. And I believe that the ability to develop core competencies in focusing and developing agility regarding innovation and cost containment is going to be critical to any of the organizations that are to survive, uh, much less thrive. And we started Lucro um, specifically to address that issue. And what we started by doing was building a network of healthcare organizations that collectively operate over 20% of the hospitals in the United States 
to band together to reinvent how the buyers and sellers interact. So if you think about traditional things that are used like cold calls and emails and RFPs, you know, shoving a chocolate down someone's throat at a trade show. I mean, these are all antiquated notions and processes that may take 12 months, 24 months to make a decision around a, you know, a complex collaborative based you know, evaluation that needs to happen. No longer acceptable. Um, we don't have that kind of time as an industry anymore. And so we've delivered a trusted marketplace that can reduce the time and costs required to evaluate and choose vendor partners specifically concentrated in purchase services. So not so much commoditized items, but really, you know, health IT, digital health, outsourced services, um, consulting, those types of areas, which um, purchase services collectively account for upwards of 30% of all the non-labor spend in, in hospitals. And there's a tremendous opportunity for us That's to get big. better control over that spend and get better returns from the investments that we're making. Uh, and at the same time, help the vendors that serve those spaces at, at, in the same way. Bruce, it's so true, right? I mean, we, we're faced with just growing costs and, and just the need to continue cutting costs. Lucro is focused in this, in this area where I think there is no system currently. There's just kind of uh, multiple different ways of doing it, and there's just no one way of doing it. What does Lucro do that makes it more effective? Well, if you think about the traditional vendor evaluation selection process, it's really fraught with a lot of fragmented components and pieces of information, whether there are a lot of in-person meetings that may or may not really be a good use of people's time, spreadsheets, emails, very antiquated um, notions. So we've, first of all, built a, a technology platform that builds a community to enable us to do things differently. And so fundamentally, that's the first thing that we've built. And I'll give you an example of how, how this manifests itself. So we have one of our clients is a health system that runs 10 hospitals in the Northeast. And they had identified that they needed to replace their physician credentialing application. RFI, RFP process, that would be about a 12-month process. And they recognized that they didn't really have 12 months. This was one of many projects that they were working on. And they really needed to you know, do an evaluation quickly and be able to move on, even though it required input from lots of different stakeholders. So they actually created what we call a project board in Lucro in lieu of an RFP required that those vendors enter their content in Lucro, not just for their benefit, but for all the rest of the health systems in our, in our network. But they use that as the platform to be able to ask questions and compare to evaluate the different, actually they started with six, they found two more through our platform and ultimately narrowed that evaluation down to two and, and then made a final selection in about half the time with about half of the resources required to be able to, to make that decision. But then the power of that was even better when it gets amplified across our network because there was another health healthcare organization, which was a 200 organization ambulatory surgery center that operates nationally that had the same need for physician credentialing. And because this first health system had engaged all these vendors, the second health system actually just went into our platform, searched for physician credentialing, found those eight vendors in the robust set of, of information that they needed to do an initial look at the market. And he looked at me, and the CIO looked at me and he said, you know what, this process would have taken us weeks to do this market research. And I got my shortlist within five minutes. And from there, they could ask questions, you know, pre-qualifying questions to narrow their choices, and then the more detailed questions, all within our platform. The power of that for the vendor side as well, even as the health systems are getting benefits, it's also beneficial for the vendors as well, because those eight vendors only knew about Lucro because they engaged because the first health system told them that they were required to, to be able to, to compete. The next thing they knew, they got an email notification in Lucro saying, 
hey, you've been pinned to the project board for this other health system that's looking for physician credentialing. And they had no idea who that organization was, much less that they were looking to buy what they do. And so the power of that is now that's a much more concentrated use of their sales and marketing resources that they can redeploy. And then where that scales is we can then notify the entire healthcare community that if you're in the market to buy over the next 12, 18 months, physician credentialing software, you can sign up for Lucro for free and get all, and we're not going to tell you which one is the best. We don't have an opinion, but ultimately you can use this platform to just like the first, the other two to save significant amount of time and expense in making that vendor selection. Bruce, thank you for sharing that. And so many of our healthcare dollars are spent on inefficient processes and just, you know, waste. And so I think what Lucro is doing is, you know, this hub where best practice sharing can happen and not reproduce these same processes that happen when the, with the buying process, because it's the same, it could be the same. And if they need to tweak it, they could go in there and tweak it, which is great. And then if you're a vendor that you didn't even know something was going on, maybe you get alerted. And now you have an opportunity that you didn't even know you had. And perhaps you can redeploy the dollars you're spending on you know, database lists to spam email the whole market, assuming everybody must be wanting to buy what I do, or to have people cold calling, you know, assuming that every buyer must want what I'm selling. The reality is it really needs to be turned around and have the buyers raise their hand saying, these are the things I'm trying to solve for. And if you have a solution for that, this is how I want to learn about you. I think that's great. And I'm excited to see how this thing unravels because, uh, you know, it definitely is. I, you know, I've been through the process myself on the vendor side and it is painstaking, not only for the vendor, but also for the provider, you know, the purchasing offices, just, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources to manage an RFP and it's really cool to hear that, that what you guys are doing is going to help simplify that. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think when we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I think there's a tremendous opportunity to come together as an industry and challenge ourselves on the way we've always done things because there truly is so much waste and duplication that can go away and it's really not difficult. So Bruce, you've created results and improved outcomes by simplifying things. The example being your, you know, the physician credentialing. Can you share with the listeners, a time when you had a setback? It could be with Lucro or it could be somewhere along the lines of your 30-year healthcare career. Give us an example of a setback you had and then a pearl that came out of it. Sure. And actually, this is one of my favorite hard lessons learned that actually at the time, and this was 15 years ago, at the time it was happening, we said someday they're going to write about this in business school textbooks on how to mess up a great company. And sure enough, I actually uh, serve as entrepreneur in residence at my alma mater, University of Florida's business school. And I, I guess nice. like on this case study. In 2002, I ran a division for a company called Eclipsis, which was a leading uh, electronic medical records system company. We actually were winning virtually you know, every large academic medical center, every complex physician-driven uh, decision for uh, electronic health records. Um, we were really winning a lot at the time. And so we were rated first in class. And what we then recognized was that there was a lot of money being spent on all of the hardware and infrastructure required to operate our application. And so our CEO and founder at the time, Harvey Wilson, who's a great industry visionary, saw the opportunity um, for us to develop a truly web-based EMR as the internet was um, really starting to take root. And so he made that announcement. We as a company announced, hey, we are going to build 
this next generation web-based EMR that essentially today, you know, cloud-based EMR that will eliminate the need for all of this other cost and infrastructure and complexity and implementation time and great vision. Absolutely. And we froze the market as we announced it and then spent the next 12 to 18 months building it only to learn once we'd got close enough in, in delivering it that the bandwidth of the internet at the time, given the complexity when a physician's entering in an order, for example, the complexity of the rules engine made the response time of entering in an order just unacceptable. And so the real lesson learned from that was, and I would contend that's actually what gave rise to Epic and their dominance in that space. Because we were at Eclipsis winning all of those deals that then subsequently um, started to go to Epic. And, and by freezing the market and then missing that window of, of development opportunity and then reverting back to the older platform once we realized it didn't work, we really messed up a great company. Now, Eclipsis is now part of Allscripts in 2010. Uh, they merged uh, and they still endure, but I would, and we bounced. And I think the real lesson learned from that is to make sure that you don't get too far ahead of the market and your ability to deliver and make sure that you set proper expectations and do that at the appropriate time publicly. Those are some of the lessons that I took from that. What a great share, Bruce. And I think it's one of those lessons that I'm sure will remain in your mind forever. And now you're teaching to your students. So I think it's a wonderful one to have shared with with our friends here, our listeners. Tell us a little bit about maybe one of the most proud medical leadership experiences or moments you've had to date. Thank you. That was a great question. And as I reflected on it, um, I smiled because there is one story that I have great fondness for. I was chief strategy officer of a company called Airstrip, which was pioneering the use of mobility in healthcare back in 2009, 10, 11, before anybody really knew what that meant. And we, in many ways, became the face of iPhone and iPad in healthcare and got a lot of great visibility through our, our Apple relationship. And one of the applications that we delivered was a way for an obstetrician to be able to see the real-time and historical waveform data on their smartphone of a mom while she was in labor at the hospital while the physician was anywhere that they might be over the course of their day. Um, and to be able to do that type of real-time, near real-time remote monitoring of patients. I was sitting, because normally that's handled via a phone call and then the physician having to drop what they're doing and you know get to the hospital. Right. Um, and lots of time and delayed. Anybody who's had a baby knows that experience. Mm-hmm. I actually was at, was at church and met a guy sitting next to me and we struck up a conversation. And it turns out he was an obstetrician and he asked me you know, what I did and I told him and he actually was a user of our platform. And he shared with me a story about when he was, he had a mom in labor and had late decelerations in, in the contraction in the heart tracings and noticed when he was away from the hospital, something that was very distressing before the nurse ever even called, um, he was proactively monitoring that mom and he caught something because he had access to that information in real time that otherwise probably would have taken some time for the nurses to discover and then subsequently for him to be able to act on. And he shared with us that ability to intervene at that time right away may very well have saved that baby's life. Wow. That's amazing. And that's just one of those things that it lets you know what you're doing is is impactful, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, back to how did I get into healthcare, kind of rewinding at IBM, I noticed that when they assigned me to the healthcare vertical, I had, and I was a marketing rep, so I was basically selling IBM hardware. And I yes. noticed my colleagues who were assigned to other industries, I really couldn't get motivated. I'm not a good enough salesperson to sell computer, you know, servers to the banks. I mean, I, frankly, you know, buy whichever one you want, whatever's cheapest, best yeah. performance, I really don't care. But when you look at it in healthcare, it's really about how can we 
as an organization help doctors and nurses to save people's lives? How can we help people with chronic illness to be able to manage that condition so they don't have a sentinel event that sends them to a hospital in the first place? So I think that there's a tremendous opportunity for us to really do good in healthcare. Bruce, tell us a little bit more about an exciting project or focus that you're working on today. Yeah, well, back to Lucro, as I mentioned to you, we started by working with some of the large national and regional health systems and understanding their needs because we were trying to get scale in building our network. But what we found is the needs that those healthcare organizations shared, frankly, most smaller organizations, whether it's a small you know, hospital or physician practice, have the same needs around being able to operationalize innovation faster, to be able to filter the universe of all the shiny things that are out there to find the right solutions in the right way. And to advance that, we actually, I'm not sure when this will be aired, but we signed uh, last week a partnership that'll be announced next week with the American Medical Association um, oh, to be cool. able to take the platform that Lucro has built and to have AMA be able to offer it across all of their memberships so that all these individual group practices that have needs and oftentimes common needs for the AMA to essentially be a facilitator to bring together practices that are all looking for ways to you know, reduce wait time or better serve a population of diabetics. As they're looking for innovations, we can bring them together to collaborate in a new and efficient digital way to be able to learn from each other and be able to uh, make decisions with input from people that they know and trust. And you know, we as a small company don't have the resources to be able to reach you know, all those audiences, but clearly an organization like the AMA that is already a trusted partner for these practices and physicians really gives us an opportunity to significantly scale the power of, of what we're doing. So that's one of the more exciting things that we're working on right now because I think it takes the benefits of what we're doing and really scales it in a very big way. Bruce, that is so exciting. Congratulations on that partnership. I think it'll definitely add value to those physician practices and help Lucro get a foothold of the market. I think that is so exciting. Congrats on that. Thank you. So let's pretend, Bruce, that you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 course or the ABCs of Bruce Brandis. Let's write out a syllabus. I've got four lightning round questions for you, and then we'll finish with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Great. Let's go. Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I believe by empowering the consumer, and notice I say consumer, not patient, but empowering the consumer to be able to be in control of the decisions for their healthcare. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Misaligned financial incentives, I think, have been the single most biggest distraction to us as an industry being able to do the right thing. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Listen and think more than you talk. What is one area of focus that should drive all else in your organization? I believe having a common passion that the healthcare industry can do much better than we do today in terms of cost, quality, outcomes. I have always believed that you need to put your mother, your wife, your daughter's face on the person in need of care and make it very personal and let that fuel your passion. I love that. Bruce, what book would you recommend to the listeners? There are a lot of really great business books that I would get a snippet from uh, here or there. Um, as I reflected on that, there's one in particular that stands out to me over the last 10 years as being very helpful that I refer back to quite commonly. And it's a book called Insanely Simple by Ken Siegel. 
And he was one of the marketing executives that was involved with Apple in the early days. And it's a book about what makes Apple different than all the other companies that built similar products to what they had built, um, particularly looking back over the last 10 or 15 years. And what he describes is their obsession with getting past complexity and going the extra mile to make something very simple. So if you think about it, why does the iPhone or the iPad just have one button instead of three? Why is it so intuitive that a two-year-old or a 90-year-old can just pick it up and know how to use it? And so there are a lot of great lessons there, not only in product design, but also in how you build a business to make things simple. And, and as I reflect on everything that we do in business and everything that I appreciate in my life, it's things that are more simple. But a key tenet of that is that simplicity is much more difficult to achieve than complexity. And it's a great, uh, that's, that's such color. a great recommendation. Haven't read it, but it'll definitely be going on my list. Insanely simple. And for the listeners, friends, you want to go to outcomesrocket.com slash Bruce, B-R-U-C-E, and you'll be able to get all of the show notes, a summary of what we discussed, the syllabus that we just put together, and links to this book, as well as links to Bruce's profile and Luke Rowe. Bruce, thank you so much. Before we conclude, I'd just like for you to share one closing thought to the listeners and then the best place where they could get a hold of you. Great. I'm just so optimistic about what can be achieved in the next generation of what healthcare can be. And whether you're a healthcare leader at a healthcare organization or you're a healthcare solutions provider, I would say that together we have a real opportunity to make a meaningful difference in this industry. And so I would just encourage people not to get so caught up in the legacy of we've always done it this way, but to look with an open mind and be part of developing that new solution. And to engage, if you're interested, whether you're a healthcare organization or a healthcare vendor, I would invite you to go to app.lucro.com, app.lucro.com, and you can sign up and engage in Lucro. There's no cost. If we've built it right and designed it right, there's no real implementation or training required, but feel free to reach out to me with any questions. My email address is bbrandes, B-B-R-A-N-D-E-S at lucro.com, L-U-C-R-O.com. And uh, I would welcome the opportunity to together help to change the industry. Our, our business is based on, predicated on achieving network effects. And so now that we've built the platform, we're inviting every healthcare organization that might want to be part of this, every vendor that might benefit from being part of this to join us now and help us to build a better healthcare together. Bruce, I love it. And, and I'm so certain that you guys will do it and you'll partner in a very meaningful way. So glad that you were able to join us to share the insights that you guys have been building over there and excited to stay in touch. Bruce, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Saul, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 